Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Are you someone who has used macros in the past for weight loss? Maybe you had success, maybe you didn't. And if you didn't, you probably think macros are challenging because they're time consuming. They're overwhelming if you don't know how to track something. They can be frustrating if it's hard to be consistent with them. In this video, I'm gonna share with you how to responsibly use macros and in a way that allows you a lot of flexibility in your diet, a lot of sustainable habits, which will help you get really good results. I am Tina Hoppert. I am an FDN practitioner and the woman behind the Carrots and Cake brand. And I'm excited to share with you how I use macros in a non-crazy way that makes a lot of sense for our clients and their lifestyles. Because the thing about macros is you don't want them dictating what you can eat and not eat. Like really, they are bumpers and bumper bowling and they should guide your decisions so you are properly fueling your body and using them to get to your goals. So let's dive right into this and get into the nitty gritty about the ways I used and abused macros in the past. And I have been tracking macros for a good decade now. And when I first started, I can honestly say that I made a lot of mistakes with macros that made me a little bit crazy as far as how I use them. And a lot of the times I would feel like a failure if I wasn't hitting my macros. I feel like my approach now is a lot more relaxed, a lot more flexible. And I feel like when you are imperfect with your tracking habits, you are much more consistent. And really consistency at the end of the day is what you get your results as far or how you get those results as far as your body composition goes and transforming your physique. Okay, so let's jump right into this. So I've been tracking macros for probably a good decade now. And when I first started tracking macros, I can honestly say I made a lot of mistakes. And honestly, it made me a bit crazy as far as how I approach macros. I felt like I needed to do everything right and everything needed to be accurate and perfect. And over the years, I've really relaxed my approach and made macros work for me because there were a lot of days that I felt like I needed to quote unquote hit my macros and it would make me feel unsuccessful to the point where I just stopped tracking macros altogether. Like my default was to do nothing instead of doing something and being more aware of my food choices because really macros are not a diet. They are a tool to help you be more aware of your food choices. And when you're more aware of your food choices, you are eating in a way that nourishes your body. It helps you get stronger. It helps you lose weight. There's so many benefits as of macros as a tool. And again, they are not a diet. I'm going to get into some of the mistakes that I made. They may or may not resonate with you. And then I'm going to share what I do instead now. And this approach very much applies to how we work with our one-on-one clients. And I think our approach is amazing and wonderful um, because it helps our clients be much more consistent with their habits instead of making them crazy. So the first mistake that I made when using macros was thinking that I needed to hit my macros every single day and then feeling like a failure 
almost every day, pretty much every day, actually every day when I didn't hit my macros. I very rarely hit my macros. So nowadays what I do is give myself a range for each of the different macros, even my calorie goal for the day. Because as I say to our clients, we're not robots. We should not eat the exact same way every single day. So giving yourself a range as far as your protein goal, your carb goal, your fat goal, your calorie goal can make you feel much more successful. So for example, my protein goal is anywhere from 100 to 125 grams. So if I hit 100 grams for the day, great, I feel successful. If I make it to 125, great, I hit my macros. So really giving yourself that range gives you a lot more flexibility because yeah, you're not supposed to eat the exact same way every single day. And it does allow for that flexibility that you are within a range of macros and calories. And I think that is what consistency is all about. Another thing to add to quote unquote, hitting your macros. I sometimes think trying to hit all three macros can be really overwhelming, especially for a beginner or somebody who is just starting out with macros. Learning to track macros is like anything else in life, like riding a bike, learning how to knit, learning how to ski. <laughs> learning how to do your taxes, whatever it is. It takes a lot more time upfront to figure out how to track macros, how to weigh and measure your food. So if you're somebody that's new to all this, give yourself some grace. And remember, it's gonna take a lot more time in the beginning to figure all this out and get consistent with it. But the more you do it, the easier it will become. So for somebody who's just starting out and the idea of hitting all three macros is really overwhelming, even if you have that range, just start with protein. And a lot of times, this is where we start with our clients because most women in general are not eating enough protein. Um, so even just starting with a hundred grams of protein for the day, like I see these crazy big protein goals and it's so overwhelming for women to be like, I need to hit 140 grams of protein when I've been eating 50 grams of protein. That is a big jump. And I feel like it is really overwhelming and can make you feel really bad about yourself if you're not even getting close to 140. So I always start our clients with a hundred grams. And once you start doing that consistently, then you can increase your goal. But even getting to that 100 grams can be really hard for people. So if you're somebody that's been tracking and you're getting 50 grams, 60 grams, slowly increase that amount from day to day, week to week. You don't need to do it all at once. Um, so again, just giving yourself grace with this. It gets easier the more you do it and don't give up. So for example, for me, it took me a good four months to get consistent with my protein goal. And there are still some days that I don't hit that hundred, but if I don't hit that hundred grams, no big deal. Another day to try it and to hit it. And if you look at the course of the week, the month, you know, the more that you're hitting it, you know, the more consistent you are, but out of the whole month, there's probably only a few days that I'm not hitting it. But I think looking at the bigger picture as far as consistency goes um, can be really motivating as far as doing what you need to do. Another little tip for quote unquote, hitting your macros. So typically we start with protein, like I mentioned, and then from there we'll have our clients hit their fiber goal for the day. And I feel like a lot of people don't pay attention to fiber, but it is really important as as far as our overall health goes, um, our gut health, feeling full and satisfied. And when you're eating enough 
fiber, you are most likely choosing a lot of whole foods because if you want fiber from whole foods, not like a powder or a supplement or something like that, it comes from fruits and vegetables, from beans, from lentils, from grains. So when you are focusing on that fiber goal, you are most likely eating a lot of whole foods. And ultimately, I think that's the best way to get healthy and lose weight in the long run. So just to recap as far as hitting your macros goes. So number one, give yourself a range as far as your protein, carb, and fat goal goes, as well as your calories for the day. It'll make you feel more successful and that will help you be more consistent. Number two, Focus on getting enough protein. Start with 100 grams per day. Don't feel like you need to have some crazy huge protein goal. Just start with getting 100 grams consistently. And number three, once you nail that protein goal consistently, work on fiber and aim for 25 grams or more per day, and that will ensure that you are eating lots of whole foods and lots of good stuff for your body. So the next mistake I made when using macros when I was a beginner was feeling overwhelmed by certain situations and certain foods and recipes that I consumed, and my default was doing nothing. So I would just not track it. <laughs> And I feel like when you don't track it, you don't know what you're consuming. You're not aware of your food choices. But things like dining out, parties, barbecues, recipes with lots of ingredients, things like that overwhelmed me. And I really just wasn't sure what to put into my tracking app. And a lot of times this took like the fun out of eating, the joy out of eating. And I really did feel overwhelmed. I remember going to restaurants and being like, oh my God, like I have no idea what to track or how to track this. And so over the years, this definitely got easier and easier. And I started to learn how to guesstimate. So I really think the more you weigh and measure your food at home, the more you're able to eyeball certain portions and have an idea of how much, you know, four ounces of chicken looks at home and compare that to four ounces of chicken in a restaurant or something like that. So it gets easier and easier to eyeball things, but I think it's totally okay to guesstimate. So a couple tips for you. When you're dining out, I tell clients to overestimate as far as calories go. Oftentimes restaurants add a lot of fats to their cooking as far as like oils and things like that. So when you are dining out, definitely overestimate on the calories, overestimate on the fat. And typically protein is a little bit hard to find when you are dining out. So do your best there. Or you can search the database in your app. I personally use MyFitnessPal. We use it with our clients. I do think it's really user-friendly. So what I often tell them is when they are searching the database, when they're dining out or they're creating a recipe at home or um, they're going to a barbecue or a party or something like that, when you search that database, don't pick the highest calorie option. Don't pick the lowest calorie option. Pick one that's in the middle. I think that's a good way to figure out what you are consuming and how to enter it into your app. So for example, you go out, you get a chicken Caesar salad, go to the app, don't pick the highest one that's like, I don't know, a thousand calories or something like that. Don't pick the one that's 200 calories because we know that salad's probably not 200 calories. Pick the one that's in the middle that's maybe like five or 600 calories because with a restaurant salad, it could be loaded with tons of dressing and fat and things like that, um, but pick one somewhere in the middle. I feel like entering something is better than nothing because when you look at your whole day, you're gonna be much more aware of your food choices and how that dining out meal 
fit into everything else. It doesn't need to be perfect. I think doing something is better than nothing. The next mistake I made when first using macros is that I ate a lot of weird combinations of foods and a lot of weird foods in general, just to quote unquote, hit my macros. And in some cases, this might be okay. Like if you have a very specific goal in mind, sure, maybe you're eating different things to get to that goal. But as somebody who basically lives her life in maintenance, um, I don't do too many diets anymore, maybe once a year. I don't think macros should dictate how you eat. And I mean, I was definitely that person that I wanted to hit my protein goal at the end of the day. And I was like 50 grams short or something like that. So I would eat like a bowl of egg whites at the end of the night, or I would mix, you know, cottage cheese with Greek yogurt and protein powder, like just some like really weird combinations of food. And it just didn't make sense for the long run. And I talk to clients all the time. They're just like, I feel like all I'm eating is chicken breast and salads and things like that. And I really think macros should be like bumpers in bumper bowling. They're just guiding your choices. They're not dictating what you should be eating exactly. And I think the more you use them, the more you realize that you can eat however you want that makes sense for you. And the macros just push you in the direction to get more protein or get more fiber. Um, but they shouldn't dictate exactly what you are eating because yeah, like a bowl of egg whites at the end of the night, it's just not appetizing. It's not sustainable. Um, and nowadays, like I am really eating what I want and the macros are just kind of guiding my choices as far as making sure I'm really nourishing my body, eating enough protein, eating enough carbohydrates, eating enough fiber um, so I can build muscle and get to my goals. And then another mistake kind of related to this previous one is I used to ignore nutrients as far as vitamins and minerals in order to hit my macros. I was really obsessed with hitting my macros and I didn't pay attention to good nutrition. So I was eating, you know, protein bars and quest bars and tons of protein powder and the bowls of egg whites and rice cakes and things like that. I love a good rice cake, but it is not very nutritious. So really I was just eating all these like fake foods and fake sugars just to like hit my macros, but I was missing out on a lot of the nutrients. And I think my approach now is filling up my diet with tons of whole foods. You know, I very much have an 80-20 approach in this carrots and cake world. So 80% of the time I am eating nutritious whole foods that are nourishing and have lots of vitamins and minerals. And then the 20% is, you know, the fun foods like the cookies and the glass of wine and the you know, nachos or whatever I want to eat. Um, but in the past, I really was filling my diet with a lot of junk just to hit those macros. But when you think about it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense as far as nourishing your body. And I have very much changed my tune with that. One more point to make with that last mistake as far as ignoring nutrients to hit my macros. A lot of times what I was doing is just looking for low calorie food to fill up my diet. Um, and really those low calorie foods, a lot of times they were low in nutrition. So if you're somebody that's in this boat, you know, doing a lot of these diet, low calorie foods, I'm encouraging you to look more towards 
foods that really nourish your body and fuel your body properly because you're going to feel better. Your body is going to be healthier. And honestly, I think when your body is in a healthy place, it is much easier to lose weight. So another mistake I made when I first started tracking macros was fearing carbohydrates and having like a really weird relationship with carbohydrates. So um, I definitely came from the fruit has too much sugar or fruit has too many carbohydrates and I would avoid fruit, which is so crazy now because now I know just how nutritious fruit is for you. It's got fiber, antioxidants, it's easy to digest. There's so many good things about fruit as far as using it as an energy source. But the only time I would ever hit my carb goal was when I was eating junk and drinking wine. I just was going towards these carbohydrates that you know, we're like cookies and baked goods and wine and just like not the healthiest carbohydrates and not looking towards those, you know, low glycemic carbohydrates are the ones that have fiber in them. And not to say those are the only carbohydrates you should ever consume. I mean, this is carrots and cake world. I consume all sorts of carbohydrates, but I just think now when I'm focused on hitting my carb goal, it is from whole food sources. You know, I'm eating a lot more fruit and squashes and starches and potatoes and rice um, and just good quality food as opposed to a lot of those like protein cookies and wine and too much alcohol. So I've just really changed my relationship with carbohydrates. And finally, I think one of the biggest mistakes I made when I first started tracking macros was giving up too soon on them. So as a beginner, I definitely found them time consuming, overwhelming. Like I was saying, like my, def my default was doing nothing or I would track breakfast and lunch and then just kind of lose it late in the day because I didn't know how to track things or I went out to dinner or something like that. Um, and the thing is, I don't think I realize being a beginner just takes more effort in the beginning. And I, I do feel like it's like anything in life. Like I have trained for marathons and half marathons and CrossFit competitions and things like that. And you have to put in the work. Um, and I think it's really important to see something like this as part of the process of getting to your goal. Yeah, this is not easy. It's not magical. You do have to put in a little bit of effort here. And I think a great analogy is if, you know, you are making a recipe and there are all these ingredients that go into it, I think it's really important to know what is going into your body so you get the outcome that you want as far as that recipe turning out right. So I think macros is part of this physique change process is it's going to be a little bit of work. It's going to be a little bit of effort. But if you put in the effort, you're going to get good results. And I can honestly say, working with hundreds, maybe even thousands of women at this point, the ones who make an effort with their macros, not the women who are hitting their macros every single day, the ones that are you know, doing it perfect, it's not those women. It's the ones that allow some sort of flexibility with their macros and their tracking. They might not even track every single day, but they make it a point to use the macros to create awareness around what they're consuming. So making sure they're getting enough protein, they're getting enough fiber, they're getting enough calories overall to fuel their body so they can build muscle, change their bodies, lose fat, whatever their goal is. So for me in the beginning, there were a number of times that I started and stopped tracking macros. And like I was saying, I felt overwhelmed and I just didn't do anything. Like the default was not to track anything. And 
I didn't practice enough. I mean, it was hard in the beginning, but over time it got easier and easier and I got much quicker with it. But I just think about like talking to my son, he plays baseball, he plays basketball, he does jujitsu. And sometimes he does get frustrated that he's not quote unquote the best at it, or he can't do certain things, but he knows the more you practice, the better you get at it, the easier it becomes, the more enjoyable it comes. So this tracking macro stuff, it's, it's like anything in life. You just need to practice. You need to be consistent and committed to it. And if you can do the things as far as the tracking goes, you will get results. And then just a couple quick points to make here at the end. So the thing about macros is I don't think you need to use them forever and always. I think they are a really good teaching tool to teach you about your food choices, the types of foods you're eating, what you're eating or not eating, when you're eating certain things, you know, what happens on the weekends, what happens at night. So I think it's really good data for you. And as I always say to my clients, like if you don't know what you're consuming or how much you're consuming, you can't make changes to it. You can't make improvements. So I I think it's really important for somebody just starting out. They're just starting a health journey, a weight loss journey, or you have a specific goal in mind. You want to lose weight for your wedding or you're going on vacation or you're in your forties and know you need to build muscle. Um, there's a lot of reasons to use macros to get to your goals, to make sure you're eating what you need to eat. But at the same time, I don't think you need to track macros forever and always. I mean, personally, I spend 90% of my life in maintenance. A lot of our clients spend time in maintenance too. And as I always joke about, like, I don't want to be a grandma in my 80s or 90s still tracking macros. I think once you have used them long enough, you know what works for you. You know how to eat. You have taught yourself what works and doesn't work. You just need to be patient with this process and open to it. Um, because like I've said a few times now, it's not easy in the beginning, but it gets easier and easier. I think also taking the time to get to know your tracking app is really important. I use the free version of MyFitnessPal. The upgraded premium version definitely has a lot of bells and whistles, but just using that free app, there are lots of ways to make it quick and easy. You can copy and paste days. You can search the database. You can eat the same things over and over again and just easily add them to your food diary. There's so many ways to make it easier. So don't get overwhelmed in the beginning and treat yourself like a beginner. You know, you're learning this for the first time. So definitely practice that grace and non judgment. So if this video resonated with you and you see yourself in a lot of the mistakes that I made with macros and you're curious about my approach to counting macros and maybe you have some of your own goals in mind, I want to tell you about our signature group coaching program called Fit and Fueled. And it's all about how to responsibly use macros and some mineral balancing because I do think good nutrition is very much part of physique change, this program could be really helpful for you because our goal is to help you fuel your body in a way that you are able to build lean muscle, lose fat, and get to the body of your dreams. So if you want to learn more about Fit and Fueled, I'm going to leave a link below so you can sign up for the waitlist. It's totally free to sign up and you will be one of the first people to know about updates with the program. You'll get early access and there might even be some special discounts for you. And and if you enjoyed this video, I would love for you to take a second to like this video and subscribe to my channel so you don't miss future videos.